They're the ultimate salespeople and they are so good. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, I'm gonna be talking about the ultimate salesperson and what you can learn from it to have a better life and also to achieve more. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on mindset, business, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that I really believe that most people waste their life and I don't want you to be one of them. I wanna make sure that we are inspiring others, helping others to do great things in the world, We need more driven people out there, especially in Australia, potentially in America as well, but we just need more driven people out there and we need driven people being supported to stay driven because they're the people who change the world and they're also the people who inspire others to do great things. Anyway, today I'm gonna be talking about that crazy door knock that most of us get from time to time. You know when you're just sitting there and you're just chilling watching TV or you might be in the middle of a podcast Some of you might be sitting in your jocks on the couch, sinking a beer or something like that. I don't know. I'll let you figure out what you do in your own home. You're just sitting there chilling and the next second there's a knock at the door and you think, who the fuck is that? And anyway, you get up. If you're in your jocks, you might have to put your pants back on or whatever you're doing. You know, I'm in the middle of a podcast and that knock happens. Anyway, you go to the door and then they are a bunch of people finally dressed standing at your door. Normally it's a couple of people and they're standing there and they're holding a book and you go, "Uh uh-oh, I know who this is. So let's talk about this because the other week I was in the middle of a podcast and I heard the door knock. And anyway, I thought, who the hell is that? Anyway, we've got cameras around the house. So I log into my phone and I look on the camera and I couldn't really see who it was, but I could see that there was someone standing there. I heard the doorbell go again, another knock. And I thought, who the hell is that? Maybe it's a parcel getting dropped off. Then I hear Jess's footsteps coming down the hallway and the front door opens. Anyway, I hear some talking. I hear some more talking. I hear some more talking. Anyway, a couple of minutes later, I hear the door close. I finished off my podcast and I was sort of kept an ear out for it. Anyway, I walked out and I said, who was that? And she said, you'll never guess. And I said, was it Jehovah's? And she started laughing. She goes, of course it was. Now, if anyone's listening and there are any Jehovah's Witness out there, I must say you have some of the best sales skills on the planet. So anyway, Jess tells me, she's like, I opened the door and they just started asking me questions. And now... Jess isn't really that good on her feet. Normally, I just tell people I'm not interested. I get plenty of phone calls a day where people are trying to sell me shit or whatever. And normally, I just quickly, like, I'll say I'm not interested and just hang up. I try not to get into those sort of conversations. If it's someone that I know is going to call or whatever, I'm normally pretty good with it. Or if it's someone who I know can help me, I'm normally pretty good with it. But most of the time, when it's someone just trying to sell me something that I don't want, I'm out of there pretty quickly. But anyway, (laughs) Jess said... They started asking me questions and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know Michael and I could tell she was getting all flustered because she doesn't like to upset people or piss people off. She said, you know, they just don't take no for an answer really. And I said, aren't they the ultimate salespeople? And we had a bit of a laugh. And then I went back and I thought, do you know, they are the ultimate salespeople. And I started having a chat with Jess about this as well, but I was also writing some notes and just thinking about this. And the reason why they are the ultimate salespeople is because of belief. And that's something that most people don't have in their own life. Hence why they can't sell their goals, why they can't sell their dreams. You know, when I get on the phone and I'm making phone calls or I'm doing sales calls and someone goes, I just have to talk to my wife. And I'm like, you're shit at sales, dude. You know, or I need to talk to my husband. You're shit at sales. Because if you were good at sales, you would have said yes. And then you would have just told them that you're doing it because you know that you can sell. But most people can't sell their ideas. 
Most people can't sell their goals. Most people can't sell their dreams. Most people can't sell their beliefs. Most people can't even sell the idea of going to a different coffee shop than what everyone else wants to go to. They just can't do it. Yet sales is one of the most beautiful skills that you can ever learn. There's a few things that I remember from when I was younger and I first started learning personal development. I came across a talk or an interview with Warren Buffett. Now Warren Buffett at the time was the richest person on the planet. He still is up there, I think in the top five or top six. But essentially he's the greatest investor in history. And he said the greatest investment that I ever made was the investment in myself. And he said, I went to a Dale Carnegie speaking course because I was quite nervous on learning how to talk. And I learned how to communicate effectively and I learned how to sell my ideas, to sell my thoughts. I learned how to communicate more effectively with other people. And he said it was the greatest thing that I've ever done. Partially it led to his success. And he'll talk quite openly about it. And he said, even after doing a university degree, he said, that's the only plaque or certificate I have on my wall. And I thought that that's pretty powerful. Learning how to communicate effectively is one of the most powerful tools you will ever learn. I also think it's up there with learning how to control your mind and to tap into your mindset. Learning as much as you can about human behavior and your mindset and even just human behavior or human psychology in general will help you in every area of life because very rarely do most people's stresses not contain other people. You know, your family problems, your relationship problems, your work problems, your career problems, your business problems, your marketing problems, your sales problems, your management problems, your leadership problems, sometimes even your accounting problems or your tax problems are normally communication issues and your ability to sell ideas or to market ideas. And most people don't consider themselves as marketing and salespeople. Yet, when I looked at the Jehovah's, they're very well dressed. So they rock up, they're very well dressed, they're very friendly. And so straight away, that's great marketing. If you can be friendly and you look well and you present well, that's marketing. Now, most people don't realize that every day they're marketing themselves by what they wear, by how they communicate, by how they talk. Now, sometimes a well-presented communicator repulses people, but sometimes it comes across really, really well. That's why you need to know your audience and who you're communicating with. If you're dressed in a suit and tie like most politicians and they go to a building site with most tradies, the tradies straight away know that they're different because they market themselves like shit. They're dressed in a suit and tie when everyone else is in tradie gear. You know, they're wearing steel caps and a hard hat and they're covered in dirt and stuff. And you've got this politician in a suit, a white shirt, and a tie on and they get out there and they put on a high vis vest and they put on a you know a hard hat because they're trying to fit in but at the same time they look like an absolute wanker because they stand out like a sore thumb just because they don't have the ability to market themselves well they market themselves like a politician not a tradie so that creates a problem now we all market ourselves you know if you're going to go work in a childcare center and you've got tattoos all over your face it's probably going to freak out most parents and even the kids now, that's not to say that that person might not be a friendly person. They may be one of the greatest childcare people on the planet. But humans naturally, intrinsically look at others. We use our eyesight to judge people to figure out whether we're friend or foe. So our first impression is very, very important. And the environment that we're in also makes that first impression. So like I said, if you're on a building site and you're wearing a suit and tie, that first impression is probably not going to be good. But if you rock up in dirt and overalls and all that stuff and you go into a corporate business and that corporate business everyone else is wearing suit and ties you might not fit in and so it's going to be harder to build rapport it's going to be harder to build that relationship up front over time you can definitely do it so you can be any way any shape any form you can be anything and you can build great relationships over time it's just that first initial impression humans have to figure out friend or foe do they fit in do they not fit in am i safe am i not safe and our brain has to try to figure that out in milliseconds 
And so if it triggers a safety warning immediately, we then start to put our guard up and we start to create confirmation biases around that person. So we might start to look for holes. We might start to look for flaws in them. We might start to you know, project onto that person any negativity or any disempowering thoughts. That's gonna happen for a little bit until we can overcome that. So all humans are marketing. We all market. And even intimate relationship, I actually had a talk about this the other day. I was working with a business in the healthcare industry and I was training their team on sales, funny enough, because... They didn't believe that they were salespeople. And when I got in there, I got employed to come in and do a two-hour talk and a two-hour presentation on sales to the team. And the business owner said, Michael, they don't understand that they're selling all the time. So I came up with this presentation. I showed them. If you're working in the medical industry or the health industry, they were essentially a whole bunch of occupational therapists and OTs, and they specifically worked on upper limb injuries. And I said, not only do you have to sell yourself, to the customer, you also have to sell the business and you also have to sell your industry because you're competing against physiotherapists for work. You're also competing against other people in your profession who are working in that area. So you've got to sell that. You've also got to sell the business to the customer because if the business doesn't know, like, and trust the business, they're not going to come back. Just like if they don't know, like, and trust your field of expertise, they're not going to come back. Or if they don't trust you, they're not going to come back. So you have to sell three completely different things straight away from the second that they walk in the door or the second that they register. Now the admins were there as well. And I said, when the customer walks in the door, you're essentially selling them on your how friendly you are. So you're building rapport with them really, really quickly. And so you've got to be the ultimate sales machine straight away because when the customer walks in the door or when they have the first interaction with you over the phone, you have to market your services and you've got to start to sell those services. You've got to sell your friendship and your relationship with them. Because if you can't build rapport really, really quickly, you might lose a customer. And so we went through the sales presentation and the great thing was that the owner rang me a week later, end of last week and said, they were blown away because they never thought about sales that way. They always thought that sales was this dodgy, cheesy thing where you try to sell shit that people don't want. And you know, everyone thinks of the car salesman or the real estate agent who's trying to sell you something that you don't really want or the person who's trying to sell you some shit when you're walking through the shopping center and they're you know trying to give you flyers or whatever, or they're trying to get you to donate to a charity. That makes most people feel uncomfortable. So they associate sales with some uncomfortable interaction versus every second of every day, you're selling and marketing yourself from the second that you wake up in the morning. And this is what I made a joke about. I said, if you think about it, if you don't sell and market yourself well to your intimate partner, eventually they might start shopping elsewhere. And they all had a giggle, you know, it was a whole bunch of ladies working in this group. It was great that they all had a sense of humor. Some of them knew me, some of them didn't. But they all started giggling and they're like, you know what, you're right, you do. You've got to consistently sell yourself and market yourself to your intimate partner. You also have to sell ideas to your kids consistently if you want them to do things. You have to sell yourself to your partner where you want to go out for dinner because they might want to go somewhere different. So you've got to sell your idea of where you want to go out to dinner to them. And so Jess and I were talking about this in relationship to the Jehovah's. And I said, the first thing is, is that they really believe in themselves so much and they believe in what they're selling, that that belief, they try to share with others. They're also well-dressed, so they market well. So when they rock up at the door, it's not like this intimidating person standing at the door with a clipboard trying to sell you shit. It's these friendly people that are well-dressed that, you know, probably some of them look like the people that were at my door the other day that I saw. They look like they'd just come straight out of the early 1900s or the late 1800s. You know, all the ladies had big dresses on and they actually had big hats on and all of that sort of stuff. It was quite interesting. But anyway, 
their ability to market was so great and their ability to sell was great because of the belief that they had in what they were selling. And that's such a critical factor to sales. And most people don't consider themselves salespeople or marketers when in fact, every human being on the planet is a salesperson and also a marketer. And if you're not thinking every day about the way you dress, how you smile and when you smile, how you communicate and when you communicate, all of those things are essentially marketing and selling. Also, you've got to consistently sell your ideas. You've got to sell your beliefs. You've got to sell those to people around you, to your boss, to your friends, to your family, to your workers, to your colleagues. You know, if you're leading someone, you've got to consistently sell these ideas. If not, you'll have disengagement in your business. So for everyone out there who's listening to this, I really want you to think about this and maybe have a bit of time to just stop and reflect and ask yourself, am I a 10 out of 10 salesperson? Do I believe in what I sell every day, which is myself to others or to my ideas to others? Do I sell what I want to the kids well? Do I market myself well in the way that I dress, in my physical appearance? When I say physical appearance, to the environment that you're in. I mean, if you rocked up and you know, you're know you all covered in makeup and everything like that, and you're going out to a work site, straight away, if that work site is not used to having people who wear makeup and stuff all the time, again, that's gonna create a disconnection. Now, over time, you'll be able to re-engage them if you're friendly and you, know, you use the right communication tools, but it almost puts up a barrier immediately. If you want your way in really, really quickly, then you've got to dress and be like the people that you're going into, almost like the wolf in sheep's clothing. Now, I don't recommend not being yourself, but you can adapt and change within your medium of fluctuation of how you dress, how you behave. You know, all of us have certain ways that we can communicate and we have other ways that we can communicate with other people as well. So we have a range, we have a way that we can fluctuate. When someone says, I'm just gonna be myself and I don't really give a fuck and people just take me as they are, they're normally people who create a lot of disconnection and a lot of issues in communication, in leadership, in sales, because they just think that everyone should just like them because they are who they are. And that's not how society really works. In theory, it's great. And as an ideology, it's fantastic. But the truth is we get judged every day when we're walking down the street and people are looking at us consistently trying to figure out, again, friend or foe. And so our ability to sell and market ourselves and sell and market our ideas come down to the way that we fit into that environment at first. Over time, if you're a great leader, you can change that environment to fit you. And that's also important. It's something that we look for when we're hiring staff. Part of our hiring strategy is to make sure we repulse the wrong people and attract the right people. And we're looking for these things really, really quickly in the way that a person communicates, in the way that they not so much dress, that's not the case at all, especially because most of our staff work online and whatever. But it is also important that if you are employing someone who are frontline staff, that obviously they present themselves well and things like that. Got to be a bit careful with that with you know certain laws and stuff these days. And I don't recommend that you shouldn't hire people who are highly competent, but it just means that you know you might have to have certain conversations with them and help them dress up a little bit and you might be able to move a little bit in that criteria. But yeah, it's just something to think about, I guess. That's why I wanted to do this podcast anyway. So Driven Mofos, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gives you something to think about. Please shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms. If you're not already following me, please make sure you follow. And also make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on the podcast apps as well. So that every day when we release these new episodes, they get blasted straight out and send you a reminder that the new episode is out as well. So don't forget. So please make sure you hit that subscribe button and jump on any of the social medias and follow me or hit that like button on any of our pages. It would be great to have you follow along. But please shoot me a message on any of my socials and let me know, are you enjoying these episodes? I would love to hear from each and every one of you. I know that we have a lot of people listening every day now. These numbers keep going up every day and every week because all the cool cats that listen to this podcast as well have been sharing it with their friends, sharing it with their family and sharing it with people 
that they work with, colleagues and so on as well. You know, I know a lot of people are listening as well. I look forward to hearing from some of you, at least anyway. Hopefully all of you say anyway, shoot me a message on any of my socials. It's MichaelMojo00 on any social media platform apart from Instagram where these zeros and O's are switched around, but you'll find me anyway if you search Michael Mojo on Google or wherever. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Go out there, market yourself well, sell yourself well, sell your ideas, market them well, and keep kicking ass and crushing it. Have a great day, Driven Mofos. Mm-hmm.